Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast, where we want you to find hope and encouragement from real people sharing their real stories. So here we go with your weekly dose of real talk, girl chat, and good vibes. Hi, everybody. Today on the podcast, Leah Vickroy joins us. Leah is a woman full of wisdom. She's a wife, a mom of now three, recording the podcast. She had her twins and has now birthed a daughter. She loves her family. She speaks to us today about family culture, what it is, who it's for, and how to make it work for your family. Thank you for joining us as we chat about this and you get to know her a bit more. Thanks, Leah, for coming on the show. Here we go. All right, we have Leah Thickroy here, and I'm so excited that she has said yes to coming on the podcast and sharing um, about herself, but also about creating a family culture, which is something that um, I think a lot of parents and moms think about, but she has simplified it and created this amazing guide and how to begin this. So that's why I said, Leah, can we sit down with you and share about how to create a family culture? So before we jump in, I want you to share a little bit about who you are. Yeah, my name is Leah, like you said. (laughs) I've been married to my husband, Aaron, for 10 years now. We have twin boys that are four years old and a baby girl in the way. I'm doing one week from today. So um That'll be fun. I know. We're so excited. I work at the University of Georgia Wesley Foundation as um, my official title. I do staff development, so I work with our internship program specifically. And um, mainly that just means like equipping leaders, so equipping people after they've come out of college, trying to equip them into their next stage of life, whatever that looks like for them, for they go into ministry or a job or whatever. So it's trying to um, really help them figure out who they are and kind of guide them into that. So that's my passion and I get to do it for a job. So it's really fun. (laughs) Yes, that's wonderful. And we know each other from um, a mentor group that we're a part of, and I have loved getting to know you. So I love who you are, what you stand for, your family, hearing about your trips to California. I I am (laughs) planning to go with you to Bethel one day because I'm so excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) yes yes after the baby and things get settled that'll be great (laughs) so we had mentioned that you had shared with us about how to create a family culture but um, I would love for you to explain what that is yes so um, family culture um, we all have one if whether we know it or not we all have a family culture that we're a part of Um, it's just whether or not, I think what we're talking about today is just whether or not you're intentional to create it or not. But we all grew up in a family culture. And I think that's why, you know, when you get married and have kids, you, we all bring things in from our, our like family of origin. And then we're like, wait, do we want to bring this in? Or do we want to create something different? Um, And sometimes we struggle and we're like, well, this is how I was raised and this is how I was raised. So um, we all have a family identity. So we all grew up with one. We all have one currently. It's just figuring out do we want, what do we want ours to be? And so culture isn't something you can just not have. Like we're all a part of it, um, whether it's American culture or, um, you know, like Chick-fil-A has culture. Everyone has a culture and so do our families. And so I think it's just so important that as parents, we are intentional to create it. And culture found this definition. This is the one that I um, 
that resonated with me. Yes. That culture is defined as the umbrella that encompasses behaviors, values, and norms found in our homes. So it's just that thing that's like the umbrella that covers everything that we can, that we want our home, we want to live by. Right. Will you tell us the background about what made you get started in creating a family culture? Because like you said, we all pull it together from maybe what we grew up with or what we want to want to do. But how did you and your husband or who started it? Did you or your husband start it? And what made you want to create your own family culture? Yeah. Um, well, I remember even in our pre-marriage counseling sessions, we would they would um, talk to us about kind of who do we want to be like that's kind of where it started like who do you want to be as a husband or wife is where it started for us um and so we would talk about that just basics like this is how I want to be this is how I want to be this is what I think I can bring into our home you know same for my husband and then um obviously with kids it just gets more intentional because it has to get more intentional or you're just going to kind of just live, you know, <laughs> you're just right. like surviving life with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Going through remember, emotions. Yes. Yeah. I remember um, our mentors when I was probably, maybe it was six years ago, Clay and Deborah Kirkland. I went on a trip with them to California. They brought their, I think they had, they had three kids at the time and one on the way. <laughs> they both had been mentoring me in different ways for a few years. And so I knew them and knew their family, but this was like a lot of intentional time. And I just remember observing kind of how they parented. And this was in the stage where we were about to start trying. So it was like my eyes were, you know, yes. just kind of like parenting, like sponge, like I'm soaking up everything I can get to try mm-hmm. to figure out how to, be, how to be a parent. And I just remember observing them and watching them parent and it being like, wow, they use the same language. They seem like they're on the same page. And they had three young kids. Like, I think their kids at the time were five and under. And they had three of them and one on the way. So it wasn't like, like it was, there was challenges and stresses and they're across the country. And, but it's still, there was just so much peace that was created. And so I was like observing all this. And then when we got back, I started asking them questions like, do y'all realize you do this? Or like, you know, like. Yeah. Are you being intentional? How, how do you do this? Being intentional to parent the same way or like use the same language. And then they kind of opened my eyes to like kind of some things they had done and like just intentional conversations they had had and really just things they had decided. Like this is what we're going to go after. And these are the the things we've decided as a family and from God, like these are the things we, who we believe we are. And they parented from that place. And it was obvious to me. Like it was like, yes, that is, you've succeeded. (laughs) Yes. You're like, I've been watching you. You're doing it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's kind of where, even before we had kids, where it started for us, um, getting to kind of pray through those things and just really asking the Lord, like, who have you set us apart as a family to be? And it's unique from anyone else. So I don't want to take theirs, but I can take a few things, you know, the things I like from them and things I like from someone else and my upbringing, the things I want to bring in and his and started from there. And then we've adapted in every single season since then of like, who are the Vicroys? Who are we? Who does God say that we are? What do we have to offer the world kind of thing? I love it. When you started talking about this, when I heard you talk about it earlier, a couple months ago, I just was like, ah, oh, you know, being married, we all want to do this. We all want to have this like little family pod and make these traditions in this culture. So I love that you're making it um, simplified. So why do you feel like that a family culture is important? I feel like it's so important. <laughs> I feel like that kind of what I said about what I observed of them, I think it provides so much peace in your family. 
and not that there's not like stressful days and anxiety and seasons where it's like, what is happening? You know, <laughs> not at all like that. It's not going to be like a cure-all, but it just provides like a, a pathway, I think, forward of like, we know where we're going instead of like every day figuring out what are we doing today? What are we like, even parenting when challenges come up, it provides peace because it's like, I have an anchor. And so when you have things pre-decided, like this is who we are, or this is who God's called us to be, that's where you go back to in the hard times and the hard seasons, instead of trying to figure that out when that comes up. And so um, peace and clarity is why I think it's so important. It just provides that passageway forward. I love, um, the, there's a verse in Proverbs 29, and I love the message version. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And so I think of that as just that place of, if we don't know what God's called us to do or to be as a family, then we're going to, in this way, stumble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we're going to kind of like not know where we're going. And it's almost like you're blindfolded. Like you're walking, yes. forward, but you don't know what you're doing. But if you, like, if you attend to what he reveals and you are trying to follow his lead, then you're most blessed. And I just feel like it provides that clarity from the Lord of like, this is who he's called us to be. Cause you think he's called all of us to be different. Like we all have a different part. So my family has a different part than your family to play than this family. You know, like we all get to play our part of what the world needs. And so it's just asking the Lord, what is mine? And then getting to parent as best as I can into that. Mm -hmm. One more thing. Yeah. It also, I think, um, is so important because it fights comparison. And I think as moms, it's so easy sometimes to just think, well, this is what this mom does, so I need to adapt to that. Mm -hmm. Or this mom, she does all these things with her kids, and I need to, like, it's easy to just feel behind. We all know yeah, that. Right, or just right. feel like, what am I doing? Or, I don't know, just to get down on ourselves. And that's never the Lord's heart for us. It's like yes. he has a specific mission for us. And if I'm just focused on what he has for me, then I won't feel like I need to compare or feel like I need to, like, keep up with anyone else. It's just like this is me, this is my family. And if I'm faithful to that, I'm good. You know, it just right. kind of it keeps us in our own lane. And yes, exactly. I love that. I love like when Ryan and I have sat down and talked about what we want for our family and this guy has created that conversation for us. And then speaking with some other friends, it's so neat to see like how your mission is and how um, another friend of ours, how hers is lined up. And then mine is different. So it's neat to see all those pieces, like you said. And also, I love that you talked about it's important because you're being intentional. It's just like if we had a budget or some kind of financial, we would want to plan for it if we had a goal um, or just, you know, financial planning in itself, health planning, if we're going through and planning our meals out for the week, as simple as that. So why would we not do it with our family, family right. unit? So I love yeah, it. it. With the clarity, it makes your decision so much easier. So it's like, well, should my kid be involved in all eight of these things? <laughs> it's like maybe, yeah. maybe for your family or someone else's family, that's great. But for our family, I don't think we can be who God called us to be if that were true. So it's like it provides that anchor of like, well, that's an easy decision because it's hindering our call or it's hindering our mission or whatever. And finances are huge, too. It's like, well we don't want to spend money on this because we're saving for this because this is more who we are like that kind of thing. And that, I, forgot I love that. that. But, I think I've, I think I've heard you say, um, about, you know, it made your decisions easier. So, and that's also because you and your husband have talked about this. You're on the same page. So you can say, do we do this? No, we don't do this. And it's, you guys can both probably, it probably helps with a lot of like 
not arguments, but just like disagreements of, okay, we're not going to do that because this is who we said. So I love that. It does. And it even like with, and there's certain things like for us, um, hospitality was a huge one for us, like one of our points. And so even financially, it's like for us, like having people in our home is like non-negotiable. Like we don't ever really talk about hosting things or like even the finances that come with that. We're just like, yeah, we're going to do it because that's our thing. Whereas like going on, like, like traveling a ton isn't really our thing. I love to see, I love to travel, but that's not like our priority. So it's like, if we're going to go on a trip, we really have to talk about that. (laughs) Like what's our budget? What's, you know, like all these things, whereas other something else is not really, we don't even discuss it because it's on that top priority line of this is who we are. So we're going to spend our money there instead of, other things or whatever. Love so. it. That makes it so much more streamlined. That yes. is great. Yes. Well, how, so you've talked me into it and we love the idea of a family culture. So how do we go about creating a family culture? Yeah. I think there's so many ways to go about it. I think the thing that I would say first is just keep it fun. Like it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be stressful or it's not supposed to be, there's not like one way to do it. That's like, Oh no, I'm not doing this right. Yes. <laughs> it's just, so many ways to go about it like how we go about it is very us and so you know just it's really just starting to have conversation like intentional conversation and asking yourself intentional questions and almost just self-discovery like the more you know about yourself the more you're going to know who you are and who who what you have to give your kids and then what ultimately I think it's what you have to give your kids and then what does your family have to give the world So it's not self-centered. It's more of like, this is who we are. So we offer this to the world. We're on mission, you know, from the Lord to serve and love others. And so that's like, this is our avenue for doing that. Asking yourself specific questions, your spouse, asking him specific questions or having him ask himself specific questions and then coming together to talk about that and to say, these are really our overlaps. Like these are the things we're both really passionate about. So that should probably be there. Or if it's something that one of you is really passionate about, but you, and you can't let go of, that should probably be there. But if it's other, like, there's going to be a list of things and you can only choose a few. So I would say keep it simple because you can't teach your kids everything. Right. <laughs> and they'll see, see by how we live. But um, just trying to narrow it down to like, these are our priorities as a family. I would also say to include your kids. My kids weren't quite old enough when we set out to do this. But if especially if people have older kids, I think it's really fun to include the kids and to ask the kids questions too of like, the same questions you would be asking and we have resources and stuff like that, but just the same questions you'd be asking yourself to ask your kids and see what they say and what they have to contribute to your family. And even as my kids get older, we'll probably adapt a few things just because there's certain things we believe we are as the umbrella, but then I really want to cultivate who they are underneath it and want them to feel like they're contributing to our family as part of this is who what I bring. So practically, my husband mm-hmm. and I have a Google spreadsheet that we I we love it. I love spreadsheets. <laughs> we ask these questions, like we put out, I think the first one was like describe your family. And okay. so we just make a list. He would write down things, I would write down things. Um we got into some arguments along the way. <laughs> I'm like, that's not true. Or that's not who we are. And he's like, yes it is. <laughs> you know, we'd have to like go back and forth. Um mm-hmm. So we were like, what are, what do we think our core values are? What do we think? Um, we're all, we're trying to get to this point of like a mission statement right. to me, because that's right. the simplest okay. way to have like some kind of statement that this is who we are. So it's like the family identity and culture is kind of this umbrella. And I want something very specific underneath it. that's easy to remember 
that we can actually put on the wall somewhere that we all see things like that and I say mission statement we actually in our house called a manifesto because it's a little okay. bit longer <laughs> like a mission statement is traditionally two or three sentences and ours is a little bit longer than that okay but within okay. that it's like this is who we are um so that's our goal is to do all of this stuff creating the family identity the spreadsheet answering all the questions to get to a mission statement or a manifesto or people call like family code or you can get so fun with it and creative like whatever you want to call it but to get to this specific thing that you can use as your, like, this is our guide. This is our anchor. I remember you also saying like, I can show you mine, but this is not going to be yours. Cause I could take the Vicroy families and I could stick it on my wall, but it's not <laughs> going to be from my heart. And so I love how you've gone about just asking these questions to each other, figuring out. I like how even you said you and your husband were like, that's not our family. <laughs> <laughs> So good to have that conversation. Even with the Christmas season, I have had to go back to Christmas. And when you were talking about speaking with older, um, older kids, my son's only six, but it still was interesting to me. One of the things I'm going through is just sort of figuring out like Christmas and creating just our family traditions. And I sat down and I asked Van, I was like, if we didn't do X, Y, Z, would you be okay with it? Like, what do you want for Christmas? And he like listed out his favorite things and it surprised me by what he said. So I'm thinking when I ask him about, you know, some of these questions for our family, even though he's only six, I think it's going to surprise me what he finds important. Yeah. Uh, just and what he picks up on. That. Totally. Right. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> It'll be like looking in a mirror. And like you said, when you and your husband were speaking and you were saying that maybe you were like, this is not our family. It's neat that you're sitting there and focusing on um, the same questions. So you can sort of put the same lens on and see the world the same way yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Another so thank you yes. to add to that question real quick is if, I don't know if anyone's single, but you can do this as a single person too. Like this is obviously the focus on family, but we do this with our college students and it's really cool. I do this specifically with our third year interns. And I give them like a list of questions to help discover kind of the things that are inside of them that God has already put in them. It's just trying to bring those things out. And they actually create a mission statement as like a 22 year old. And so obviously throughout your life that'll, that can adapt, but then it's like, you can do that wherever you go. So it's like, if you are a stay at home mom or you are working in a big corporation or you are an event planner or Working at Chick-fil-A, you can do your mission statement because it's not about what you're doing. It's about who you are. And so it's just really cool. Like there's anyone not married or a single parent yes. or you can do this even without a spouse. The spouse is obviously there's a way to do it together, but it's very powerful just to create that for yourself, for your family if you have one. But even if, even if you don't, it's just powerful to have that kind of guide for your life. Like this is who God's made me to be and who I want to, how I want to live. So thank you for sharing that point too. That's important. And I love that you... I mean, in college as a third year, <laughs> that's awesome to, to already have this, um, yeah. to go through life and you already know, okay, does this job or this career or this person line up with what I'm supposed to do? So that, yeah. that's helpful. great. <laughs> yes. Very helpful. So in your own family, you talked about how you have your manifesto and this can help decision-making, but, um, is there any other ways you want to mention what it looks like within your own family? Yeah. In our family, um, and we're still developing all of this. So we're like, by no means the, the pro. <laughs> like we're still, we talk, it's something we talk about all the time mm -hmm. of like how we want to 
say things or do things or, you know, present things to our kids in every season. So we're still a work in progress here, obviously. But um, for our own family, it looks like mainly like having common language. Like my husband and I try to, like I said earlier, I noticed with the Kirklands, they had common language that they mm -hmm. used. It was, I think, just really helpful for their kids is what I picked up on. They're not getting two different messages or interpreting two different messages. Okay. But trying to keep common language, and our, one of our main things in our own family manifesto is kindness, just because that's was just kind of highlighted to us early on. And I think it's something that our kids have been able to understand for a couple of years. Like, they can't understand all the things, but we've, like, kind of harped on kindness. So everything's kind of fallen under this umbrella of kindness, like you obey, we, please obey because we, we're kind, like just kind of putting everything back on, like don't take your brother's toy, that's not kind. Like We're kind of like kind of cultivating that part first and we'll add things to it as they get older. But one of the things we say all the time, like every night before bed, we'll say, who are we? And they'll say, we're the Vicroys and we are kind. And so it's just speaking that over them that they are kind and that they can be kind. And that's how we want to treat everybody is with kindness. So that's one of the ways, like the easiest kind of thing we do that we've done since they could talk really <laughs> is um, just saying that sentence that they, they like have that memorized. They know that. And it's easier and discipline then to go back to kindness because they know this is who we are and I'm not really acting like who I am right now. <laughs> so it's kind of that, but you're better than this. You know, like you. Yes. Yes. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Like key verses and things like that, that help serve as a guide for our family. We are working right now. I don't have it yet, but we're working right now on getting this like printed pretty big on like a canvas for the wall just so we all see it every day. There's like practical things and fun things like that that you can do or like put little slogans everywhere that are your specific to your family. Like I like getting into that kind of stuff too, but it's just, just whatever it is to serve as reminders after you've created it of this is how we want our family to function. Yes. I love the reminders on the wall. That's perfect. I know that Mary Glenn got hers printed. This is a side tangent. Did you see hers? <laughs> yes. She sent me a picture of it. Yeah. I love it. And she was like, it's not, it's from Smallwoods and it was easy and it was not, you know, crazy, um, crazy to do. So I thought how cool that you sharing this message has already made that impact in her family. <laughs> Okay. In a world full of so many differences, it can be really hard to like what seems like go against the grain, but it can also feel isolating. What would you say to that parent who feels alone, but really wants to jump in and create this culture? Yeah, it can. Like, I think it really can feel isolating and, and alone for sure. Like it, that is, is so true. I would say just begin where you are. Like, again, like not to overcomplicate it. Like, you don't have to start out trying to create a manifesto. <laughs> so if that feels daunting or even like a mission statement can feel so daunting. Um, like how do I write down one or two sentences of who we are? Like that's, it's actually very hard. That's why even with our college students, we spend a whole semester on developing this because it's shouldn't be like a one evening thing, you know, okay. like you've really got to do some like mm -hmm. soul searching a little bit and figuring out who you are. So I would say like for that, those people that it feels like daunting or I, they feel isolated or maybe they're even alone, like maybe they're the only one in their family that wants to do it. Their husband doesn't care as much or, you know, I would just say begin where you are with what you have. And so beginning where they currently start. So saying like, well, this is who I know I want to be or just asking the Lord, like, God, what is one tool that could help me in this season? And just whatever he says, like kind of going into that one thing, like it doesn't have to be this whole big long thing. And then he'll add to that, I think. And he'll keep showing you mm -hmm. what the next step is as they're creating that. That is great. And just simple. So thank you for yeah. that. 
advice. Yeah. Well, any resources that you would like to share that you have or created or anything? Yeah, I have questions that you can um, <laughs> share. Cool. Just questions for discovery. There are things I've pulled from all over the place as we've done this, like things we use at Wesley and things that I've just pulled from other resources that are questions to ask. And then there's like a guide for kind of how to use those questions. So how to okay. kind of start plugging them into actually creating mm -hmm. a more like a paragraph, a manifesto, a mission statement, whatever, um, that you're welcome to share. Okay. Another thing I think I read um, as we were doing this, I think I was actually pregnant with my boys whenever I read this book and we were trying to prepare and like just figure out who we are, is Pat Patrick Lencioni book. And it's called um, Three Big Questions for a Frantic Family. And that one was really cool. It's like a fable in the beginning and then there's kind of exercises in the back. And it's a little different. There's some of this stuff in there, but it's a little different. But he it is awesome, especially for seasons of life, like whenever someone's in a season that's really busy or feels really frantic. He talks mm -hmm. about having a rally cry and that's really helpful because you have like, even in a frantic season, you've decided on this is our rally cry as a family and the thing we're going to focus on. So it's kind of another layer of this, but it's really helpful for anyone that feels like that, like they need some extra support or um, like a focus for a season. That was really helpful for us. And then I would say resources like, Anything self-discovery. Like, I love the Enneagram. Like, a big Enneagram person. Um, yes. Strength finder. Like, anything like that. The more that you can get to know yourself, the more it helps discover mm -hmm. this is who God created me to be. That's so, so anything I'm going to put all of those resources on the website. And I love I love that book. How how large would you say that book? Is it, like, a daunting book? Or is it pretty simple? No, it's so <laughs> The whole first part of it, probably the first two thirds of it is like, reads like a story. Okay. And it's like, you can like go that through that so fast. And then the whole, maybe last third is just exercises. So you okay. can kind of do those. That too. It's kind of telling you how to break it down. I like Not that. Daunting. <laughs> I don't okay. Daunting. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Can't <do> that. <laughs> Good. We'll link those and the guide. Thank you. Your guide is awesome. I know we've benefited from it. So I will put that up there too. So thank you for your permission for doing that. So at the end of every podcast episode, we like to end it with a fun question just to get to know you even better. So what are some things that you are loving right now? Oh, right now I'm loving all things Christmas, <laughs> like all things Christmas. Like I get, my husband the other day was like, you embody the Christmas spirit, like more than anybody. <laughs> like I'm not sure if it's a compliment or not, but... <laughs> No, I love that. that somewhere in our family identity is we love Christmas. <laughs> this yes. is who we are. Love Christmas. <laughs> we I spread the Christmas it. cheer. <laughs> yeah. We the victorious and we spread Christmas cheer. <laughs> yes. I love it. We're like doing all the things. It's so fun with kids. You know, our kids are four, so they're at the age where it's like the magic of it. Like they just, they think it's so fun. So I am all into all things Christmas right now. <laughs> You are so wonderful and I can't oh. wait to meet your baby girl and thank you for just, maybe when this airs, you'll already have had her. We'll see. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yes. And thank you for sharing this. And I can't wait to see what people do with this message of family culture. If they get to create their own, start small and the difference and impact that it makes. Um, I know you had mentioned before one time that like we all have tr a treasure box and we all have these treasures already stored in our family that God has given us. And so I love that you're using this tool to unbury those and unpack those. So thank you for sharing with us. Thank you, Dana. Thanks yes. for having me. <laughs> Absolutely.
Hey guys, before we go, if you head over to you're not alone podcast.com, you can download the free printable that we speak about in the show. This is amazing. This is an incredible resource and free for you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks friends for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow along on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any exciting new episodes. 